Exotic Erotic Storytime features literature from the corners of the internet, with only the most niche and obscure sexual themes. This show is for mature audiences only. Please listen responsibly and consider that many episodes are very explicitly sexual and can include sensitive subject matter. The following story was posted by Slim and Dusty on the page Kristen's Putrid Stories on ASSTR.org. I'm Jack Alexander, and this is Treasures in Her Cave. She visited them as regularly as she could. The drive in her jeep would take her through various mountainous terrain and valleys of bare rock, so far and remote from her own world and current life in the city. She would stay usually no more than one or two nights in her cave. While there, she would bring along plenty of jerry cans and some ration packs and enjoy her treasures and the intensity of her own self-made environment. Patiently, she would approach her cave with the same caution when she approached it the first time. She would wait for her dark eyes to slowly adjust to the light, and then she would move into her cave. She would open her bag of candles and light up the darkness just enough for her to make out her treasures inside, placing the odd candle strategically to create a delicious atmosphere. Quivering, she would begin to make out her still treasures lying there in the darkness. She would slowly remove her khaki top and her camouflaged trousers and drop them below her knees. She would take out her digital camera and squat above the nearest round bone she could find. Peering between her smooth, rounded thighs, she would moan at the deteriorated condition of the taut, leathered skin that the candlelight displayed for her. How, with each visitation, the leathery covering would slowly reveal more of the white headbone beneath. She would have wanted to touch, to caress more, but she dared not, for fear of him deteriorating too rapidly. The camera flash lit the inside of her cave as she took her first picture of the man's skull lying there in the dirt between her white, warm thighs. Her second image was of the dark sadness of the empty eye sockets that she loved. She moaned at the large gaping hole where a man's mouth and tongue had once been. The dried skin still clinging to jaws and cheeks. Her third flash captured the empty mouth and the taut skin gave him an appearance that he was screaming. With images as overwhelming as this, she would start trembling. Slowly, she would stand with the camera around her neck and remove her panties, before squatting down to spread her legs wide and part her hot, moist labias with one hand. Her other hand would hold the camera. Moaning, she would feel her warm urine vacate her body. Her fingers would nimbly direct the yellow arc. Her self-discipline allowed her to start and stop at a given moment. 
she would aim and squirt at all the main orify. The camera would flash, capturing her warming herself up with an easy target, aiming into each dark eye socket before she would direct her urethral opening to the neat round hole she had made in his forehead so many years before. Her favorite part was the screaming mouth hole. She would aim casually and squirt in stages, watching her salty liquid flow out from her tiny, pulsing, warm hole and into the large accommodating mouth hole of the dead male soldier she had shot. Capturing each squirt on camera, she would slide a finger through her moist slit, starting slowly from the base of her vaginal entrance right through to her swollen clit. She would complete the brief arousal by rubbing it tenderly. She would follow this with more urine, filling him slowly with her offering into his bony cup-like skull. She would listen to the sound of her warm piss filling him up before she would stop so that he wouldn't overflow with her liquid waste. She would begin to intensify her stroking the more she emptied her bladder. Her fingers gliding over her soft, thick outer lips as she inhaled the fragrance of her own piss. She saw how her salty liquid would quickly dry out in the desert air, and how the salt would stain the bones of the three dead men in her cave, and how it would add to their further deterioration. Each time she visited them, she would add more to all her previous efforts while she replayed this particular favorite event from the war in her mind. Their panicky attempt to fight back in the semi-darkness with their own rifles. She knew the terrain well, and she could have made the encounter long-winded and torturous for the men, but she didn't bother. She dropped them neatly as they approached the cave, so that carrying them inside was less effort for her. Piss or bullets, she had always been good with her aiming, and enjoyed the feelings that both gave her. She hovered around the cave briefly early the next day, removing traces of the event so that any wandering tribesmen or lost outsiders alike would not discover any evidence of what went on. She left them in the cave to bloat and swell, and do what dead men do best, as their lifeless bodies would begin the process of slowly breaking down. She kept them fully clothed in their uniforms, because she found it arousing to see the clothing deteriorate along with their bodies, their insides slowly staining their uniforms. She looked around her and relished the sight that she had made for herself there, and how the many bones of the men mingled together inside her cave. Her past moments of pure lust, of lying and rolling there naked amongst the remains of the three men, had caused their bones to mingle. She would rub herself against them and feel the weight of her warm body against their cold fragments. Her bare foot would extend outward to the nearest skull and slowly rub itself against it. Her camera would capture the image for her to enjoy later. Her toes would trace the contours of the eye sockets, 
and then the mouth, brush against the teeth that remained in the upper row of her victim. She would caress the back of his skull with her heel before kicking it between her thighs. She gasped at the impact the large bone made with her exposed genitalia. She would rub herself then before repeating the sweet action over and over until she could take it no longer. She would then drop the head bone firmly between her warm thighs and spread her legs to begin pleasuring herself. She would aim short squirts of urine to splash over the remains of the man's head, cleaning him of dust. Gently, she would masturbate herself while the skull sat facing her, silent and helpless to her manipulations and desires. She fantasized then as she put her fingers into action, thinking about what the young men whom she'd shot would be thinking of her now. She imagined them watching her as her fingers deftly caressed her moist folds before retreating across her naked belly to caress her full, smooth breasts. Her wet fingertips pinching her dark, erect nipples as her belly tensed and writhed with each wave of deep passion. Reaching out, she would grip the skull before raising her legs. Slowly, she would press the skull to her shapely calves before sliding the skull gently down between her knees and thighs, down and down, until the whiskers of her cunt could detect his bony presence. Lying back, she would let her sex plant sweet kisses all over and around the shiny trophy. The candlelight would catch the moisture of both her urine and lust, now mingling across the bony surface, seeping its way into weathered cracks, assisting the further breakdown of his remains. Discarding the cunt-kissed man-skull, she would then reach for her make-do cock. She loved the feel when she pressed an upper leg bone to her vulva, squeezing it between her thighs. How, during lust-filled moments, the ball-shaped end would slip effortlessly inside her, like an abnormal giant penis. She would begin by lingering one end of the bone around her wet entrance, allowing it to touch her intimate parts with extreme subtlety. Her vulva would respond even more at the offering when she would allow her sphincter to caress a finger bone. She would close her eyes and feel the texture of the lovely bones working their magic in and out of her body, pushing her closer and closer to yet another explosive orgasm with the treasures in her cave. This episode was narrated and produced by me, Jack Alexander. If there are specific themes you would like to find or avoid, each story is tagged in the episode description. Or if you're like me and you prefer to be surprised, you can disregard those descriptions entirely. If there's a story you would like featured on Exotic Erotic Storytime, you can send an email to jack at exoticeroticstorytime.com. And most importantly, thank you for listening.